Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip hop? Right here, what we're gonna do is go back. Um, we are Mocha T. I am Capri. I'm Mika. And I'm Hello. Dante. And today we have a special guest with us. We are live on Facebook and Instagram. You guys go ahead. If you got any questions for us, let us know. Go ahead and comment. Send some questions in. Um, but we have a special guest with us today. If you would like to go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, y'all? Nogio. Uh, my friend is watching Tamir Ruffin from Bar. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Black Angel Down. Producer. Um, legendary, I would say, because growing up, Drew Hill was one of my favorite. No, I had a crush on you growing up, actually. You were like, (laughs) you were like the the cutest one in the group. Oh my God, what is what is people calling me? No, no, I'm gonna tell y'all something crazy. I don't know what happened. I don't know if like my phone number got leaked or something, but I mean, like every day and like for half the night, people will be FaceTiming me. Just oh. like randomly, I don't like FaceTime. Just oh, well. randomly, I don't like FaceTime at all. Like I like I only let my children call me on that because people call you like it's the regular phone. You don't know who in the background, what you doing, like right, so, exactly. That's weird. Yeah, so that that'd be scary. But I mean, like ever since this weekend, I just like people from all. I don't even know the area codes they call from. Oh well, so you know. Scary. Are you gonna change your number? Um. Probably, Probably not, because it's a random number that they be calling. <laughs> <laughs> he said he was like, mm-hmm. "Probably not." It got hot. Yeah. It got yeah. hot. It's just the apple, you know. Apple I think it might be you. Everything. Hey, look, it might it might be you. You might have a lead. <laughs> no, but really, like, um, growing up, Drew Hill was like my favorite, one of my favorite singing groups. So yeah. I say legendary when I when I think about the group. I'm like, man, that's the, like it's it was so dope for us to be able to get like an interview with you. And the way we got that interview with you, by the way, shout out to Rashana. This right. is I know. shout out to Rashana because this is exactly. um she definitely has been really um really dope at like linking us up with really great artists and really great um entertainment. So we appreciate that. So quarantine, how are you handling all of this? It's like a regular day for me. I, I've been social distancing since about ninety five, so it's only <laughs> when I go outside. So this the is the norm for like, introverts? Oh yeah, no, I'm like I'm happy. Like I'm I'm happy that I don't have to feel bad about not wanting to be around people sometimes. Oh, um, understandable. understandable. That is what about like performances wise? Like, do you have any of well, that? I mean, I had um, like, how do I feel like not being on the road? Or yeah. Like that? I mean, honestly, I have been home since uh, probably like December, early January. So, you know, I. I was already settled in being home. So I think that it would have been different if I would have been on the road and then 
you know, just gotten a, a text or an email or a phone call saying that they shut everything down. But, I mean, I've been doing it for almost 30 years. Like, you know, I think I could, like, go to sleep sometimes, maybe. Uh, I know, right? That's a long time. It's been a, a huge adjustment for us. Um, all three of us have kids at home with us all day. Oh, yeah. All day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got kids. I got kids. We turned into, um, well, I say this all the time. I think uh, Corona domesticated me. I have never wanted to be a domesticated um, woman in my life. I say that all the time. I was not trying to be cooking and cleaning and, and <laughs> homeschooling all in the same. It's okay when I get to pick and choose when I want to do it, but now I'm like doing it every day. All day. Multiple times a day. <laughs> So it's been a huge adjustment for me. And like I told them yesterday, the kids come and check on me every now and then to make sure I'm all right. (laughs) I'll make sure I'm holding up, you know? Um, That's my kids. They be like, you probably just need to go in your room and sit down for a little bit. Check on They're checking on you too. At least they take some consideration. They do. Just knowing that that it's hard. Mm-hmm. I feel some type of way because mine ain't checked on me. They stay in their room all day. <laughs> so I feel some type of way Maybe right now. Maybe they ain't see it in your face yet. They ain't right. see it in your face yet. Maybe that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. They got to be the issue because I'm like, y'all kids checking on y'all. Mine just be like, oh, hey. So oh, they, they don't even pass yeah. by this. That's they pass by you. Yeah. <laughs> y'all much. all coexist yeah, in the same house. between the, like, you know, the I'm tired face and the like I might pop you in the back of your head. Hey, see, I'm past that point and she ain't got that yet. Right. Maybe that's what it is. I'm like, good morning, honey. Oh, afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they think you fine. They gonna run exactly. you. Exactly. They all walking around <laughs> grinning at each other like, hey. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So do you have a question for us? Um, No, I got nervous. You did get nervous? I did and I didn't come up with one. Oh, wow. Do y'all have anything, like, y'all would want to ask? I don't know. I remember you had, like, the list of questions. So, normally how it works, like, we normally have a question that we ask the guests to, like, break the ice. Um, mm-hmm. but She's going to make me go I to the questions. I think that because of the fact that it's you. Um, I didn't I know, know which question would be good enough. I was like, so I'm going to ask these questions. But I never really had the questions that, like, I don't ever feel like they just, I just feel like it might not be good enough. Here's one. Would you hire a private investigator to track your mate? He said, wait. No, <laughs> no I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to tell you why. Like, you know, I went through the phase when you're in a relationship where, like, everybody checking each other's phones and stuff. And I mean, like, I, I, I think I turned into, like, a, a top spy for real. But it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but, you had some, you had some. I mean, like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it, it becomes a game. And, like, when you're playing a game, like, you got to win. So it's like, like, what do you do? Do you, like, sneak in on the side of the bed and, like, grabbing the phone and, like, laying down next? You know what I'm saying? Exactly, it, it do be like you like it like you be like it's like that dunk 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 yeah. <laughs> or, or like we say you take the phone and go to the Walmart on the floor and it's like all right let me breathe right with them so they don't hear no act. Who feel like going through all that? But see, nah, we used I mean, to take we took... had to be. I would have to think she was trying to kill me or something. 
Well, we used to take phones to the Walmart parking lot. So you just take it and go completely out the house. So nobody, you know, at that point, they can't find. So hold on, we might have been too good at it. (laughs) We was only doing, you know, the little tiptoeing to get it. Once you got it, then you exited the home. And that way you could just get everything you needed. No, I'm going to tell you another thing that I learned from that, too. Like, sometimes, like, you're never going to that phone or computer or whatever it is to find something to make you feel better. Like, even if you're trying to tell yourself that. So, it's like, I would, like, I might look at something, and then, like, after a while, I had to learn, like, all right, well, I had to think about this tomorrow, because, like, if I go back and look at it, it might not be as serious as what I thought it was. So, I mean, that's just a whole, I think that, like, that's got to end before you get to the stage where you start living with people and stuff, like, you do that when you're a teenager, early 20s, you buy yourself. When you go home. But. <laughs> <laughs> when you go home, when you got a deal about it. I read a meme today that said, um, it's nothing like finding out your mate was cheating and having to go to work. Oh, that's true. Like, you no, got to, like, leave, like, true. you on your way out the door, like, you done went through the phone, and now you got to work a whole oh, work fake shift. Whole day. Fake just it. imagine. Just imagine that, but you gotta go on stage in front of thousands of people and act like ain't nothing wrong. Man. Yes, oh man. Like that and in your horrible. heart, you just you boiling. You, everything is boiling inside of you. Yeah, I tell I Y'all tell them all the time. That shit out of we're not making love no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the real exactly. <laughs> We're gonna have to go back and look through the archives on them live performances and see. Look, hold see on. which one you went hardest on. <laughs> of a remembrance so, I just really need yeah, 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 what know. was the question that we asked because that kind of relates to his song what was the question that we asked on wind down about the apology um, about women and men oh about sex no <laughs> no uh, about sex like is no, sex an apology a who no, apologizes first yes in relationships so who do you think apologizes first in relationships men
Sometimes we don't know we're apologizing about, but we want the stuff. That you know what? But you. You probably had some of the best apologies because you could have exactly. you could have sang one of them yeah one of them songs. Right, y'all made some apology I'm songs. I'm gonna tell you a secret. I really had I could count on one hand how many times I ever sang to somebody I was with. Are you serious? are you serious? Why is that? Because I'm because I don't because that's never really been my thing. Well, like, I guess because it's like your career. Like, who wants to take that? work home? Well, I mean, not even that, but I just like I like I've never been. A, you won't catch me standing somewhere singing, ever. Like humming a song. Not like I probably won't even sing it when it come on the radio. That's Do you sing not. in the shower? Nope. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, nope. You get, not at all. You, you get in the car with me. I probably got I, I got on all rap music. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. okay. It seemed like you'd be an R&B type of person. I could write the hell. I could. I could oh, so listen. Word. He didn't need to sing it. And he probably had the no, words. I mean, to, he was a finesse. He was gonna. He was. He just needed to say it. So you could think no, that's probably even worse than singing it because I'm gonna take it more like genuine. And I'm probably gonna drop him a lot quicker. You start saying some nice stuff to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just like I think you know, like I've I've sang to my kids. Okay. Before. But, you know, it's just never, I don't know, like, I was always thinking about being in the studio and stuff like that. And I mean, I've been in relationships where, you know, the girls, we was like, oh, why don't you sing to me? And I was like, I barely sing when I'm on stage. Which one we? <laughs> now, back then, that was the truth. But like, I could get on stage in, in front of all those people. And, and like, if you want me to be honest about it, I've, I've, um, I can get on stage with all those people, but I've always had a hard time singing just to one person. You know, it's just like for a long time, I could, if I start talking and I was like trying to express something, it would just all fall out my mouth. But like, if I put it down on a piece of paper, it's like Shakespeare. So, you know, it's just, I guess, one of those weird, quirky, oddish things. (laughs) I mean, that's just... I that's have a question though. Like, so do you ghostwrite for no people? Girlfriend from singing, like, like if that's what you got with me, to hear me do all the time. She was disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so do you ghostwrite for people? Do I what? Do you ghostwrite for people? Um, I mean, I have at times, but I don't think I'm. I, I don't think that I've ever really considered it that. Because in the in the situations where it happened, you know, it's like I might just kind of end up being in the studio or something, and and hear something, and it's just kind of like whatever. I don't. Nobody's ever like actually asked me to do it to where it became something that I did. But most people don't usually know where I'm at, so that might be the problem. Here goes. We tried to find you on Instagram. What's up with that? We found, we found him. him? Oh, y'all did? Yeah, I, I sent you the I sent you the profile. Yeah, just, I couldn't find. She just didn't like. She ain't logged in since um early since earlier today. today. So yeah, that's what it is. I sent it to you because he tagged us. So he um actually like posted that we were going live today on yeah. his page. Oh nice. And then tagged yes. us in it. So that's yeah. how we found. That's how we found it. Okay. How he found us, and then we just reciprocated. So I followed his page from the page, <laughs> okay. and it sent you guys this profile. 
I'm new to Instagram, so I'm just, you know, I'm on it all for whatever. I ain't really on there like we that. We sound like old people, and we not I'm even a, at I'm old. a Facebook person. <laughs> <laughs> we are techni- um, technically in- challenged. In- in- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Technically challenged. From time we are, look, we from getting time. old. That's the problem. We got better though. We, did we have today. gotten better. We did better. today. We got a lot better. So, um, you want to go over some of? I'm trying to get to the question. So, are you working on anything right now? Any current projects? Uh, yeah. Well, um, I just put out a song, single, whatever people call it now. Um, like about two weeks ago, it's called an apology. <laughs> And it's part of a project that I'm um, doing that I'm releasing in January called um, Mental Stillness. So, so yeah, I know. did see that, um, like, one of the questions or something, that one of the articles I read said that, that you've been working on your mental health quite often. Um, is that something yeah. that you've literally, like, been working on or are in progress of working on? Is that something new for you? Nah, I mean, I've been working on my mental health for as long as I can remember. I mean, you know, for real, just from, I mean, I grew up around, um, you know, people that in my family suffered from depression and, you know, anxiety, schizophrenia, like all kinds of stuff. So, you know, um, and my mother used to always tell me it's like it, it's an age where it really starts like if it's going to bother you it really starts bothering you so for a long time like it was something that it was it was hard to talk about because whenever i would try to talk about it either people didn't understand what i was saying or it would be like i would hear them have conversations um, you know, about mental health and, you know, like automatically everybody thinks that, you know, you're crazy or something like that. So I, I just avoided having conversations. But when I got to the point where I felt like, you know, okay, I got a decision to make. And I really, you know, as opposed to kind of like skirting around it or just doing stuff that might get me through like a certain period, it was like, you know, this has to be a priority because, you know, when you predispose to certain stuff, it's like, you know, anything else, you do what you can to avoid it as best as you can. Even if you can't totally avoid it, you want to, you know, have, um, you know, like in this case, like coping skills and, you know, just knowledge and stuff that goes on so that, you know, you don't end up in a place you can't get out of because like especially with depression it's hard sometimes once you start like i like to call it going down a rabbit hole once you start going down there like you don't realize how far you down until you're looking back up and then sometimes that space you know between where you are and back up seems like the longest space ever so as opposed to you trying to figure out how you're going to get out of that space, you just focus on the fact that you're there. And that's when you, you know, go into like the debilitating episodes and in the bed and losing interest and not eating and, you know, all kinds of stuff. So with me, you know, just deciding to do the work, like I'm really one of those people, like anybody that I know that suffers from any type of, um, mental illness like I'm really we're really close because I'm like you can talk to me about anything and I know a lot about stuff 
you know, just from, like I said, growing up around stuff and just gaining information. So I think that, you know, a lot of times, especially with artists, like you'll do stuff and people will just throw it under the guise of, well, that's how I am. And it's like, no, well, that's not the way you, yeah. that, that's the way you choose to be because, you right. know, it may be some stuff that, you know, you don't want to face. And I mean, for me, it took, took about 17 years for real to just like move through the stages of like you know understanding and then you know having other stuff come on and not know what to do and then you doing all of this and like the on like the backdrop of being around a bunch of people where you don't really have any time to let any of that out deal with it or anything you just gotta be on and be in this space for people and you know then when you may like shy away from stuff sometimes or like you don't want to be a part of the crowd like people don't understand it's like yo well i might have to like if i go on the road for the weekend it might take me that whole week to deal with all the people and energy and stuff that i had to be around you know just so i have enough energy to go back out the next week so I was yes, going to say, I mean, we can talk about that all day long. You're I know, fine. No, that's actually, yeah. that's, I mean, because I think a lot of times we don't talk about, especially with black men, we don't talk about mental health and we don't talk about right. coping mechanisms and things like that. And I could imagine being in the entertainment um, field like that probably even heightens it even more. Because like you said, on demand, yeah. you have to be there and you have to deal with people and you have to be, you have to deal with all these big crowds. And that's draining. And that it can is. be draining. It's a, it's a, it's, it's draining, and then too, like, like the biggest thing is learning like what your triggers are because it takes a long time to even realize that that's a thing, you know. Like I remember just trying to um, help a friend of mine through something, and I'm like reading some literature about like having anxiety attacks, and I was like. That's what this is. I just thought I got mad. My chest got tight and I wanted to fight everybody and I couldn't breathe. But I'm like, it's just stuff that you don't know. But it, and, and it makes it makes it that much harder because since we, you know, especially like in the black community, since we don't talk about it a lot, since, you know, like you're not going to have somebody come to you in most instances, like have the greatest therapist in the world. Here's their number. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Do. You know, you just you just end up feeling you kind of feel like alone with it, especially when you tr- like I was saying, like when you try to express it to people. And you know, first thing people don't understand about depression is like if I could actually tell you what was wrong, right. then I can fix it. So, yeah, exactly. You know, that's the crazy thing because we all done been then, through. We've all been through depression because I think we all done got canceling and yeah, we've all therapy. like so all of us have actually been through therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all talked about on live and uh, you know in um, episodes about some of our depressive moments. So we understand completely what you're talking about. Like it's almost like you get this feeling. And the blessing is now I can identify the feeling because I do exactly. tell my friends like now, like I understand like where I'm at right now. Like I, I don't know particularly what triggered this, but right now I feel like I don't want to be bothering mm-hmm. anybody. I want to close out everybody. I want to like, so I've learned like coping mechanisms when I get into this, the spaces at the very beginning. So instead of like going all the way down the rabbit exactly. hole and like getting too busy, like even if it's midnight, I'll get up and like 
try to do some kind of working out and some meditation and things like that. But that's something I've had to, um, like you said, I've had to kind of understand that depression runs in my family and also Mm -hmm. understand that um, it's something that's a continual battle because people think, well, you know, I was, I was depressed a little bit ago, you know, and it goes away. Everything gets better. And it, it can be like out of nowhere sometimes where you just have a spell and you just in a mood and you just in this space and you just don't want to deal with people. So, um, or certain things can trigger it. Right. Yes. And so it feels it's like, amazing. so, and I think like we have to make it more normal to be taught, to talk about it and to come out and say, you know, like we always say, you know, that uncle that was up in the attic that everybody just said something was wrong or that grandpa that never came out and community or like he ever socialized with anybody. And we always just chopped it up to and that's just who that was, that was normal. And that's just him instead of like having those outward conversations about like, no, they were depressed. No, there was some some mental health issues and some of that can help us um, help our kids. Like even though, you know, once you start to identify it, then you can help to identify within your kids. My 17 year old Mm -hmm. came to me one time and was like, I feel depressed. I feel like something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. And, you know, then we started having that open dialogue about, like, you know, well, I've been there. It's part of our family. It does happen. So kind of helping to give her some coping mechanisms so that when she goes out into this world, it's not just something that weighs her down either. So do you... Um, I have a question. Awesome. And so, have, you been, have you been to therapy? Have you, like, been able to find a therapist to kind of rely on? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, like, I got a great doctor that I've had now for about four years um i got a great therapist that um i started with this year and i mean you know it's it's a lot of stuff that you just don't understand until you can just you can just say it and say what it is and say it freely and i have somebody look at you like you're crazy and you know just share ideas and you know want to help like i was saying you know a little while ago like i feel like anybody that goes to any type of depression, anxiety, mental illness, whatever, like, you really have to have friends and people you're close to that can empathize with you, you know, because they've been through it, because it's so, it's so hard to move into a space where it's comfortable to talk about and you know people don't and then you know learning the different things that happen because like i said when people say crazy like that's the first thing that's going to turn somebody that's going through something off because it's like you know you're not crazy you can see everything that's going on or like the one that i hate the most is if you just go pray about it man we've talked about that before so one of the views well um nine times out of ten i did that first and then, you know, I remember the story about the man on the water. So, you know, the doctors <laughs> got made, therapists, did meditation, you know what I'm saying? All this other stuff. So it's like, if I go through all of that and none of that works, and I'm telling you I'm still in the space, then, like, I need you to hear what I'm saying. Exactly. exactly. Like, not, you know, that's not, that's not throwing what you say in the water or nothing like that. But just because... And mo- you know what I found? And this is nothing against, I don't even care. Most people that say that don't deal with shit they got going on. For real. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Most people that say that, that is, it, it's not in the way of the Lord and Jesus or whatever it is. That they, it's, it's what they use to not deal with nothing. 
Right. Right. It could be. Yeah. So somebody did ask to go. Somebody asked the question oh. like, "What treatments did you find that helped you the most?" Like as far as like dealing with um, depression and everything. I mean, honestly, it, 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 I can't say that it was one particular thing mm-hmm. because initially for me, it was just having the ability to make music. You know, like that was my therapist in the beginning, you know, like being able to write songs, being able to produce songs and take whatever feelings and emotions I had going on and put them into the music so that I didn't have to carry it around with me. But that's the same reason why, like, I don't really listen to none of our music because it's like, I don't always feel like going to that place that I was in when I did it. But, um, you know, the, I would say at this point, the biggest things that have helped me was, like I said, being able to do music, um, being able to articulate what was going on with me to the point where, you know, I've had so many people who just because I'm having a regular conversation about something that I went through, open up about it the first time. Sometimes it's people I've known for years, and it's like, man, I've been taking medication since I was seven, or you know what I'm saying? whatever else it is, and finding a black female therapist as a man, that was very important to me. And that was probably, like, when I got to that point, I remember it was, like, this year, or last year, when I um, when I first started working with her, and I, and I walked in the office, and it was, like, I almost had tears in my eyes. I was, like, the only way I was coming to therapy is if I had a black female therapist so and that's that rare really, it's it's really rare to find black female therapists but i understand what you're saying because you need someone who can kind of understand like where you're at like the challenges of mental health in our community like some of the things that we deal with some of the triggers that we deal with just being black in america sometimes just is a trigger all in itself um and then so you need somebody who kind of understands that and then can kind of help you process through how to work through that. Absolutely. And um, I think it's underrated. Like, even when we say it, I think some people don't really understand. Like, even if it's not a female or, like, you know, even if you prefer male or whatever, just having that person of color that can kind of work with you. And they're so it's, they're so hard to find. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to find a really good, like, African-American, black, or whatever you want to call them, therapist. Like, it's hard. Like, um, it was... What was funny was when I when I met her, like I told her who my psychiatrist was, and she was like, "Oh, you got the you, you got one of the best doctors around." I was like, "All right, cool. This is what's up. Like tag team, <laughs> right?" You know what I'm saying, like it's a you know it's a thing, and and you know that's if more people can find a way to commune with people that you know, have gone through stuff. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm always open to talk to anybody about it because it, it's a hard thing. And like some people never reach that point and they just walk around heavy their whole life. And, you know, it, 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 it leads to other problems like, you know, it, it problems in relationships and, you know, problems with work and, you know, everything else because you always walking around with this thing. Like I tell people, it's like PlayStation. Like, you turn on the game, and nine times out of ten, you first get the game, you got to go through a bunch of download stuff. So you just decide you're going to play something else. But that other thing is still running in the background no matter what you do. So it's like, 
you know, I remember being younger and it would be like, I could be happy, but it was still something making me sad that I couldn't, I, I, I didn't know what it was. Or if I was sad, I couldn't just be sad. It was like the lowest level of being upset that right. you could be. So just being able to like clear that space out, you know, and, and have a new set of things that I could do helped a lot. And then, you know, the last thing is, like, you can't be around people who try to make you feel bad, ridicule you, try to make you feel like you're crazy or something wrong with you. Like, even when people, like, make jokes, you know, just because, like, they don't understand, like, that's a trigger for some people. And it's like, you know, you might, like, love a person, you know, and care about them or whatever, but... You know, you got to understand that you got to take care of you first. If you're not okay, you can't be okay for nobody else. Right. So, you know, clearing that energy out is a big part of it. Because a lot of stuff for people starts out just situation, being in situations for too long that you don't need to be in, for real. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Once you can can do that, like, there's a whole new world out here. So I'm going to, we're going to pause you really quickly because we're going to have to end this meeting and restart it because it's going to time out on us. So um, I'm going to end it. If you'll come back into it, the same password, same everything, just um, we'll end it and then come back. Okay. Okay. All right. Give me a minute. Okay. Y'all hang tight with us. I'm sorry. Like, this is good. It is. um, Technical stuff. I mean, we got to. It's, you know, really ain't got to have no judgment. Right. All right, hold up. Let me come on video. There we go. All righty. Oh, we like this even better. All righty. But yes, um, no, what we were saying before you came back on was some of the, like um, Dante was saying that she feels like she needs to go back to therapy and someone told her she didn't need it or make her even crazier. And we were saying that sometimes it's just a blessing. It's, it's a much needed thing to have somebody that's there that can um, actually they like that don't know you. Don't know it's you, not know nothing about you. Yeah, can't you know? And everything that they give you, like I can say, like my therapy started making me actually like dig into why I was the way I was in relationships. Like you said, it starts to affect things. The way I was at work, um, the kind of parent mm-hmm. I was, the relationships that I had. Um, sometimes I can even identify like when I'm the like I'm the reason why we having this issue. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think a lot of times, sometimes we don't even realistically have that that conversation because you have it from your family, and then you know, you know your family will tell you, you know, you the reason why we in this, and you are defensive when mm-hmm. you take it. But when you sit down with a therapist and you process through, and she says, no, really, you the you the reason. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, and you're like, oh, yeah, 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 you might be right. I might be the issue here. So um, I do think it's really important to have that. And then we were also saying that everybody's mental health is not one size fits all. So everybody doesn't have, you know, my journey for mental health and your journey for mental health is going to be completely different. Hers is going to be different. So I think we have to stop trying to put everybody in this one box um, saying, like, this is what it is. Like, my mental health is going to be completely different. Well, then I was just also just saying that in a black community, it's shunned upon and it's looked bad upon. And they also, like, if you tell somebody that you're going to counseling or I think I need a therapist, they think that you're crazy. Because they always say, I've heard the term, crazy people see crazy people. Or shrinks need shrinks or whatever. Maybe they do. But still, it's something that we need. 
in the black community, and I think a lot of black families need to go to counseling. Oh, yeah. Like, as as a family. Yeah, they the first thing I tell people is, like, you might go through 15 therapists before you find the one that fits right. And, you know, that's just that's just part of the journey. If you want to take it, you know, if you want to take that on, it's not, uh, oh, I went to, it's not like going to the doctor. And even sometimes you, get, you go to the doctor, you got to go through a few that, you know, to get to the one that you feel the most comfortable with, the one that you feel like is giving you the best information. You know, it's just not something that's going to happen overnight. You got to really be committed to, you know, wanting to get some answers. And then, you know, from there, it's like, you know, figuring out what you're, you know, how frequently do you go? You know, some people only need to go once a month. Sometimes when, you know, you might be going through a crisis or something, you might need to go two, three times a week and have person on speed dial, you know, if y'all got that type of, you know, relationship or whatever it is to where, you know, they can really be there at every moment that you feel yourself um, slipping. It's no, like, it's, uh, I think it's no, you know, blueprint to it. And I think the biggest thing for me was, like, I knew I couldn't go to therapy until I could articulate what it was that was wrong. Yeah, that's you true. You know, it's like one thing when you're dealing with a psychiatrist and, like, whether they give you, you know, medication or, you know, if you got somebody that got some holistic remedy or whatever it is, like, that's one thing, you know what I'm saying? And, and even with that, sometimes it's like, do you, you know, they tell you, like, some people take medication and work right away. Other people, like, you got the medication all the way in your system before you figure out that it don't work and you got to wean yourself off that medication before you get on the next medication. And then, you know, the scariest thing for medication for me was always, like, you know, it seemed like this thing where it's, like, you start taking one medication and then that medication messes with your kidneys. Now you take some kidney medication, the kidney medication exactly. messing with your heart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, hold up, something's just wrong here. How all this So, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a hard thing. And, you know, that's a that's a, another reason why it's, like, real important to have, you know, good doctors, you know, good therapists, you know, people that will tell you the truth. You know, it's like, look, you're going to be sitting around like a zombie for about, a month and a half, but I guarantee you, you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be like, oh my God, why hasn't it always been like this? And, you know, you're sitting there like, look, um, it is like the 23rd day and I don't want to take this no more. I'm going to pour it in the toilet. And it's like, no, no, no. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, a, you know, it's one of the scariest things in the world you know, at first when you really start sitting down and like looking at stuff, you know, like, you know, I joke that I'll be serious. I'm like, if you grew up in the projects, you got PTSD, you probably should see somebody. Uh, but that's, that's totally like, true. true. <laughs> like, yeah. And the other thing is, um, I always say this too, medication, because we always shun ourselves and we're afraid to have that conversation. Like, um, medication as well as, um, therapy is a, is like a, a mixture. It's like putting, mm-hmm. like making a, 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 an ingredient and putting it all together because sometimes we're like, all we need is therapy. And sometimes what you need may be medication and therapy because you might need yeah. to be able to kind of, the medication allows you to balance out and then start talking yeah. about what's going on. And so we get ashamed yeah, to have those up. conversations. Yeah, yeah you, you, you know, like the, like the medication sometimes, because like I noticed, 
that like I would never get the like conversation of like just going to therapy. You know, it kind of like came over time. You know, it was like, well, do you feel like you're at the point now where, and you know, medication wasn't even the reason why I got to the point, but I understood why, you know, it was asked because like sometimes you at such a low point that like you can't do, you can't do anything. Like, you know, you can't like form thoughts in your brain sometimes that you want to trust and you think makes sense, you know, and stuff like that. So sometimes it's bringing yourself up to a point of just being able to, you know, like I said before, articulate what it is that's wrong. And and doing it in the reverse isn't going to help you do that. Like I told, you know, my therapist when we first met, I was like, any time before this time, we'd have been sitting here like on the merry-go-round. You'd have been asking me what's wrong. I feel like I don't know. And I'd have probably got tired of paying for that. And that, you know, that'd have been what it was. So, you know, it's definitely, it. I don't think that um, one is greater than the other if you're going to have that you know combination is definitely something that goes hand in hand and you know especially when you have people that like communicate like i give a story i was with a friend of mine one day that you know she was on medication and she i wanted to call my doctor for something so i was like hold on where my phone let me call him and ask him who i'm supposed to be saying like that and she was like you can call your doctor i was like what do you mean like if you taking medication you best be able to call your doctor whenever wherever you at because you know what i'm saying especially when you first start because you don't know what's going to hit you you know what i'm saying and without having somebody to be able to tell you what's going on you know it's easy to freak out you know what i'm saying why my eyes drop intensified like the depression and everything that you went through um i think that not being in the right situation did that so i won't i can't put it completely on fame because i never i never really had no problems with that you know what i'm saying i never had it was never like a struggle to figure out what to do or like the pressure of you know anything is just it, it really comes especially when you're in a situation where you're moving around you know all the time it's like seeing different things go on just after a while like i just i didn't want to not do it but i didn't want to do it like it was happening and then probably go back to if you go back and read the liner notes to and it drew and like one of the last things i wrote was like um you know although all things must come to an end i hope our music live forever i was ready to go in 98 for real just because i knew that i didn't get in the business to be an artist like that for one like you know i figured i would grow into that one day but i wanted to be a music executive so at that time it just it was so much stuff going on that it just felt like all right cool well like if i leave now then i might still like what's going on you know with the business or whatever it is later on but you know it was never like the pressure of making records the pressure of being famous nothing it was always you know like 
interpersonal relationships that just lasted too long, you know, yeah, and gotcha. as a, like you can feel trapped. Yeah, you know, I got a few of them. We all got a few of them. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, you realize, it's like when I when I talk to people now, like when I run into people, you know, even if, you know, I'm like on hand, it's like, you could tell the difference now that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you like you look like you started to get the piece you was looking for. And it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I came into... You know, for as long as I can remember, it was some type of what I would later on realize was depression. But it wasn't until it started turning into more situational depression, where it's like I could be good, and then I get around certain stuff, and I just slowly go into this, you know, other place. And it was like, no, nah, I mean, I don't think that when it's like that, it's like it. You can make all the money in the world, but it's not going to do anything but get you a better doctor, for real. It ain't going to make you <laughs> or, you know, change the situation, for real. And it's like, once you start focusing on making money, as opposed to the greater good for yourself and the people around you, like, they'll do whatever. And that's just, a, you know, that's the number one way to, you know, wake up one day and not know who you are. And that's when you get into when you start talking about it, seeing people like going crazy for real because they just break. It's like, you know, you know that you, you know who you are. People want you to be this person over here. You can't find no middle ground and don't nobody understand what you're saying. Who's not going to go crazy? Right, right. You know, like, you know, that's just, you know, I, like, I'm not saying I wish it was like something else, but. You know, it, a lot of times it's easier with artists when it's like, yeah, well, I broke because it was too much pressure to whatever. Like, all I ever had was pressure to be around things and situations that just weren't healthy for me, for real. And just knowing that I was strong enough to take it was enough for me at the time. But, you know, when all that energy ran out, it was like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have. I don't, I like, I shouldn't have did that. Like, I don't need to prove nothing to nobody. Like, I'm good. Like, let me just, like, smiling was something that, like, I never did. And that's, like, the greatest thing in the world to me. Like, I wake up in the morning and make sure that I smile. Because I, for as many people that would come to me and say, like, I just, like, you got a great smile. Like, smiling is good. You know, all the cliche stuff, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're like, man, I'm not you know what i'm saying but then one day one day you find yourself doing it for real and then it's like it's a you you can feel the energy like you feel the muscles in your face i was laughing at something yesterday and my face was stuck in the smile for like four hours we laughing about something like we all having these jokes i'm like yo i cannot get out of this happy face i feel like a joker right now i love laughing like i tell them that all the time like even though i've posted before i hate my laugh but i love laughing and like when we together i'm probably like a little a giggle um a giggle box but i mean i wouldn't change it for the world like i'm a giggle i'm a laugh that's just something it makes me feel good i mean it's good for the soul yeah they always talk about laughter is good for the soul yeah so So i gotta i got a question Uh so i never knew that Mm-hmm. You, you never heard of it? They say that is a question. How was it? You grew up in Baltimore, right? How was it growing up in Baltimore? Mm-hmm. 
Rough. <laughs> Just rough? Look, I don't care. If you grew up in Baltimore City, I don't mean nowhere that was kind of like close to it, almost in the county, none of that. I mean like Baltimore City, any of the projects that are still there or, you know, not there anymore. Like, you, I mean, but you, you had to be hard because, you know, it's like, I remember when the group first started coming um, over to my house to uh, rehearse. And it would be times when it's like blood on the step. I mean, after a while, it would just be like, look, we, we live on the fourth floor. So when you go on the door, just run up the steps. Don't oh, wow. Nothing, whatever. You don't know what you, because you, you just didn't know. You oh, know what wow. I'm saying? And, you know, it's like, we used to walk everywhere and you walking through all kinds of neighborhoods. You just got, I tell, I tell people all the time, man, woman, child, whatever it is. If you're from Baltimore, you are, cause that's a, that's, that's just what it is. Like, you know, you used to stuff happening, you know, you used to, you know, you, you grew used to gunshots all the time, police sirens, you know, friends dying, you know, watching people get hooked on drugs, you know, whatever else, like, you know, you had your family, and then even within that, it'd be crazy stuff. So, you know, and I'm not saying that it's just because it's Baltimore, but anybody will tell you, like, if you saw the wild, like, yeah, like, and it's great parts. Like, the harbor is great. You know, it, it's not that it's just, like, one big hood, and you just like, oh, my God, where you dropped me off at? But, <laughs> <laughs> but just to be for real, like, you know, you like, you're going to be um, hardened you know, coming out of there. Like, I got lucky that, you know, my godmother in the, uh, in the fifth grade and, you know, um, friends that I had before that who lived in other parts of, you know, like the county and stuff like that, you know, they would go to my mother and say, hey, well, you know, since they best friends, it is all right if he stay at our house sometimes for the weekend. And, you know, like, I got exposed to, you know, a lot of stuff that people didn't, you know, have a chance to, you know, going on family vacations and, you know, like all kinds of stuff that, you know, I probably wouldn't have seen without, you know, somebody just wanting to give me an opportunity to see something else. You know, that, that that's a that's a big thing that I carry around with me. Like I know that the foundation of, you know, who I am came from being able to see things from all sides when I was younger, as opposed to it just being, you know, poverty or, you know, crime or, you know what I'm saying, whatever else, and let that turn me into some person that I want meant to be. That's crazy that you say that because I think it is important for um, even just kids that are low privileged to see other things. Because even if you don't get to live in that life, you get to exp- you get to know that there's other things out there, and um, being able to be exposed to different things then gives you that ability to know that there's other things out there. So then you want to do those other exactly. things, or you it gives you that drive and that motivation to get up and get out. Um, and then I mean, seeing people from for, there. That's yeah. what I did for my friends, you know, like people that were close to me when I, because like I lived in Jersey for like 11 years. And, you know, I would just tell my boys sometimes, like, man, just come up here. Like, just come up here and like see what it is to not be there. And, you know, a lot of them would tell me to this day, like, man, you know, I, I'm glad that we had those times because, you know, I used to always, like, they would be driving home and it would just be a motivation, you know, saying, like, I could be in a different 
space, whether it's physically or just mentally. Like sometimes you just got to get away from all the crazy stuff that's going on and, you know, the negative energy and people that's thinking other than you and just get somewhere where it's quiet for real, you know, like see some animals. So you, okay, you mentioned other places. Do you know where state we're in? Man. Do you know what state we're in? Do you know where no. we're located? Okay, at? so we're in Oklahoma. What do you think about Oklahoma? What would be the first word? <laughs> what would be the first thing to come to your mind, mind when you say Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Let me see. I had a girlfriend there once. We're not gonna talk about that. Um, <laughs> barbecue. And okay, okay. We see this. Yeah, barbecue. And 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 little country. And a little country. Okay. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll At least it is like um, horse and horses, carriages, yeah, and carriages and, carriage, and yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, you've been here before, but it's just, I mean, it's yeah. crazy. Like That's why he said barbecue. He's like, I don't need, let me remember my experience. Exactly. There. Well, hopefully it was out. Did you get good barbecue? barbecue? Huh? You remember where you ate barbecue at? Nah, I don't. And I, I want to say most of the times it was like the promoter or just like tell us you know, like, oh, this barbecue spot, okay. you know, spot is right. dope or whatever. Right. And, you know, because you don't get the, I mean, that's the thing people don't know. It's like, we do all this traveling or whatever, and, you know, it's the greatest thing in the world. But most of the time, you sit in the airport, the car, the hotel, the car, the venue, the car, the hotel, the car, the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so and wherever you, they tell you is a good place to exactly. eat. Exactly. <laughs> so, so are you still performing with the group, or are you just strictly solo now? Nah, I mean, that's it. Like, I wish that I wish that people could read and listen. At the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it. To her. I'm glad she asked that question. And you said it to her because okay. she was that was some shit she would say to us. It's, it's, all right, look. This is what happened. Let's clear this up for once and all. I in January I took ninety days off. And that's it. Okay. That's it. Never nowhere did I say, you know, like I expressed that, you know, it's some issues that, you know, I would like to be dealt with, you know, in order for me to feel comfortable and be able to do my job like I've been doing forever to the best of my, um, to the best of my ability. But nowhere did I say that I wasn't with the group no more. I mean, ain't nobody on the road right now, so, I mean... He said 90 days you know, from January. No. 90 days from January would have got him to March and yeah. March would have told him he couldn't oh, go. I asked the question. I don't know. I haven't read or seen anything. Obviously, he just... I asked, <laughs> no, I asked the question because of your single um, and apology. So, that's why I was asking because it was your song. Oh, so. yeah, no. Well, no, I mean, like, I just... What happened, it, it was a... I mean... I was already working on stuff, you know what I'm saying, before, you know, anything happened, even, you know, the decision for me to come home for a while. Now, you know, I don't know what communication happened in the midst of that that caused it to seem like I'm not in the group anymore, but, I mean, Everybody been doing solo stuff now for the last 20 years, for real. 
So right. it's not like it was something that just popped up one day. Like, oh my God, everybody done left. <laughs> <laughs>
you might think it was so what happened was um i had a when you know maybe a couple weeks into being home i had a lot of people just you know hit me up like you know you're the only person that know how to make that shit. So like, can you kind of like, can you stop? You know, I was working on a bunch of hip hop stuff. And you're like, can you stop that for a second? And can you make one of those songs that we all know that you can make? So, you know, I was just thinking about everything that was going on. And I want to say one of the first things that, you know, made me do it was hearing about all the, like, domestic violence that was, you know, going on with people, you know, being home. And I was like, man, some of these people are just meeting people they married to. Some of these people just meeting their kids. Some of these people just meeting themselves for real. That's true. Right. And, you know, like we, we, this time made you see that like the hustle and bustle ain't really always worth what we think it is. So, you know, I was like, for people who, who might not be able to express that you know how can this you know possibly be something that they could use whether they just playing the song they decide they want to sing it or it just inspire them to figure out their own way to you know apologize but it wasn't just about a person it's like or you know uh a relationship it's like you know apologizing to yourself forgiving yourself for you know stuff that you've done you know apologizing you know for what we do to the earth and like everything else just like having a moment like you know i never thought how i could have did it then and i really don't understand how i could do it now and why i got the time to have a minute to think let me just say i'm sorry for real if i'll never get another chance to say it again let me just say it now that's what's up well we appreciate that um that's insightful, first of all, because how many times do we apologize? I think that's something we talked we about. Talked about we've, we've had, like, amongst the group, we've asked, like, how often do you apologize, right? Um, I, I tend to apologize a lot, um, and I'm okay with apologizing first. I don't feel like I'm, like, the smaller person if I have to apologize. I don't know. If I don't, like, now I don't over-apologize. But really? if I'm wrong, then I don't have a problem saying I'm wrong. But... <laughs> me on the other, I mean, me on the other. I just don't. I'm not. It's hard for me to say sorry, and it's just not in relationships. It's with, you know, like the kids. I don't know. That's you a know, lot of women. I, I don't, don't think I apologize know. to my kids either. It's not just like hard for me to say I'm sorry. I think I said like in different ways, like you said earlier, like you know when I feel bad. You know, and I might have, you know, said, you know, you had that calm last. It's about the it's about the communication though because like I've had situations where people don't know how to apologize, but you also don't have the conversation with me to let me know when I buy you three cheeseburgers. That means I'm sorry for yelling at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make yeah. sure you kind of realize that it's yeah. hard for me to say. But so if I know if I know that that's what your point is and what you're doing, then it's the same thing as saying it. Exactly. But like, if you still acting the way that you was acting while it was going on, and at the same time, you were, I don't want nothing from you. I especially don't want no food. You might try poisoning me. For real. You know <laughs> so, it's like, you gotta have, you gotta have, everybody does it differently. You know, like I said, I can't, for a long time, I couldn't say it. I had to write it down. 
You know what I'm saying? Other people that, you know, I know, like, it would be, instead of saying it was like, I'm going to buy you something. And it's like, you know, then I end up with, like, a house full of apologies for real and no words for real. So, I mean, communication is a big part of that because it does take a long time to get out of the space of, like, nobody probably thinks like me or most people don't think or nobody thinks like exactly. me for real so yeah you know people and sometimes like and i really had to learn that and learn and be objective with myself like sometimes people are really 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 doing the best that they could do to love you in the way that they know and if you don't have communication you know on both sides that person expressing what they do and you expressing that you don't know what you want to understand that i think that's where the problems come in because you know i like i've never really been in situations where it was just like some evil nasty person who just you know what i'm saying didn't care about me you know whatever else it's just the communication don't be there and then stuff happened at the wrong time and you got your mind already somewhere and then you do something to make it look worse and then it just turned into like a whole mess but it's like you could go get me a, a bag of tissue rolls for real and if you <laughs> know, i'm sorry we good. Like, you like you, you like know, so is that the way to your heart a bag of tissue rolls one of them, yes. I ain't even gonna lie. Tussie rolls, peanut cheese, yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought I was by myself. I love tussie rolls. So when the kids go uh, yeah. trick or treating, that's what you I dig out. out all the tussie rolls. And my sister and them are like, like rolls. I want the, I want the chocolate ones. I want the flavor ones. You keep the vanilla though. You I don't want the vanilla ones. I don't. I'm I don't like you. Want the vanilla. I don't even know what that is. All like, Tootsie Rolls. I'm like you. Or okay. Yeah, I'll take them all. The except flavor. for the, I don't want the vanilla. I'm like you. I'll take all the flavors. All the white candy. All the, I think all white candy is bad. It's <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Throw the hoes. Throw the hoes. I don't want them. I don't want the white jelly beans. <laughs> no. no. Nobody really wants white chocolate. Yes, yeah. I don't want them. What's them? I don't want them. them what's them eggs? Them Cadbury eggs? Oh, those oh, are gross. Oh, those, those are gross. gross. Who, who won all that? Who invented that? <laughs> 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 yeah. Those are nasty. So you have an upcoming album. Yeah. You want to talk about yep. that? Yep. What's that looking like? Oh, you did kind of sort of. So, oh, well, you want to talk about the marijuana? Oh, she wants to talk about the marijuana. So let's talk yeah, about the strand of marijuana. So um, I have a, um, my partner, G5 Larry, out in Vegas. Um, real good friends. And he came to me a couple of years ago. And, you know, we just started talking about weed, for real. And, you know, I told him some of my story about, you know, what I've been through with um, depression and anxiety and stuff. And I was like, man... I remember when I first like started smoking weed, right? I was like, I didn't necessarily, I, I didn't necessarily know what it was, but I always felt like it was doing something that I was better off with it than without it. The alcohol, that's a whole other thing. The alcohol just usually leads to bad stuff. But I was like, it was just something about it. And you know, as I um, as I've been going through my journey, like I remember when I talked to my psychiatrist, he was asking me what I was doing like before you know I met him and I was like man I just take CBD oil and he pulled out his parents like tell me about this CBD and I'm like <laughs> yeah man you know get with it you know what I'm saying so you know from that conversation you know he I was calling him one day about something and he was just like 
man, I'm sitting here with the geneticist and, you know what I'm saying, we want to do this strain. And so, you know, I flew out to Vegas and um, had already been to the facility before. So he was going to take me in to, to um, mess with the, you know, be able to test the plants and stuff. But I had to have a license. So just from that one little thing, it was like, you know, he asked his wife, he was like, well, can we just get the license? So I, and instead of just having, you know, marijuana that's going to have my name and I'll be attached to it, like I'm actually licensed to grow marijuana in Las Vegas. Like, nice. the cards somewhere. So, so, you know, but see, my thing is with anything I get into, I need to know all of it, you know. Right. Like, some dudes is just like, oh, I got some weed, whatever. Nah, I need to know how to run this whole facility, sanitize it. Um, I need to know the soil we need to use, the nutrients that need to go in the plants, when we need to take these leaves off. I learned everything. I know how to clone plants, all that stuff. I'm not growing no weed for nobody. No so it's not legal there in um, Baltimore, is it? Is that where you're located? Yeah. Oh, it is legal? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. It's legal for um, it's legal for medical. It's not legal for um, for recreational. Okay, so it's legal here for medical, just yeah, not for just recreational, yeah. recreational either. Yeah. But would you say that um, like I believe that medical marijuana is useful for um, useful for mental health purposes, and I think that it's something that we should definitely utilize for mental health purposes. Um, and I've always kind of believed that that would be beneficial to a lot of people. Um, so is your strain going to be like, so, so do you have like a sativa? Like how does your strain like line up in those areas? Well, see right now, I, let me tell you, this is the reason why it ain't out yet. Like I went into it and, you know, he told me it was like me, my man Larry, and you know, I said the geneticist and it was like, well, we could just take, uh, strain of weed we already got and put your name on it for real and like would nobody know the difference but he was like i was like no i want my weed like you know he was like you want to like if you want to do a custom custom thing then it's going to take a little while longer because we got you know you be putting different plants together and all that and all that stuff i mean like me like i'm a sativa person but you know what i'm saying if i you know it'll probably um, be somewhere uh, hybrid, you know, with like sativa heavy, you know what I'm okay. saying? But, you know, my thing was like, man, I'm, when they started telling me, oh man, yeah, because we can make it this color and that, I'm like, look, sign me up for that one. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how long it takes. We're just going to do it till we get it right. You know, so okay. that's, you know, that's really just been the thing. You know, it, like before all this stuff happened, just going back and forth out there, like learning the process for real. You know, learning how, you know, like I said, washing the pots out, sterilizing, cloning plants, nutrients, soil, that pluck all the yellow leaves off the plant. And all the, the bugs that get on the plant and then the other bugs that you buy to eat the bugs that get on the plant. Like, it's, it's a whole, oh, wow. you know what I'm saying? Yes. So you were part of the whole process. This. Yeah. And I, you know, and I asked, I was like, you know, do people usually do that? And he was like, no, nah, like a lot of times, you know, when I talk to people, it's like, they just cool with having the weed. But like my thing, honestly, was like that, that facility is in Las Vegas. So, you know, like you can't ship the weed. So you got to ship the seeds. And then I would have to have somebody in Maryland growing it. So it's like, I don't want to have to call 
my man every time something go wrong like man they not doing this what i'm supposed to do you know what i'm saying i wanted to be able to understand and you know what i'm saying represent him as the person that brought me in and you know started teaching me everything wherever i go so it's like i know i can make sure you can't tell me nothing about my plan i'm gonna look at the plan and tell you no and you're gonna be like how you know like because i'm smart and i wanted to know so, you know, that's, I mean, that's been, you know, and, and one of the big things that, you know, in, in rolling it out, you know, is definitely going to be, you know, getting people, more people to, you know, understand the benefits that, you know, come from it. Because like I said, before I even knew it was just something before I really, I was too young to do the research or care about doing the research, but I just always felt like it was something good about doing it. I remember my dad once, God rest his soul, he, he was talking to my mother one day, and I had stopped smoking for a little while. And, you know, he was like, yeah, you know, to me, he stopped smoking. My mother was like, why? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like um, no, nah, I don't know if, no, nah, let me call him up to see what's going on for real. And I mean, I just do it every month, like, I do it every once in a while just to have a cleanse, you know, like I just, you know, might spend a year, no smoking, no drinking, no nothing, just, you know, all right, let me start all over again, you know, but it's definitely, I mean, it's so many benefits, you know what I'm saying, and just, and whether you smoke it, whether you, you know, the edibles is a little dangerous, you know, you got to watch out with that, because I've seen some people eat the edible and they be good. Other people eat the edible and they want to go to the hospital. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we have to. We have to. <laughs> Look, um, I just can't. I mean, I feel like, you know, the last time I was probably driving about five miles an hour down a street and I shouldn't have took me that long to get home, but it was the longest journey ever you, you in just, my yeah, entire yeah. life. You just never, you don't know how it's yeah. gonna hit you. No. That's the problem. So I think that's no, what, I just yeah. don't that's even like that. Problems with no. edibles. They don't know but how. But then people them. won't tell you though. Like you know what I'm saying. I appreciate the people that like. I get an edible and they say, "Look, these have been known to be kind of strong." The <laughs> peace. And then, you know what I'm saying, then other people just give it to you and you be sitting there like, yo, what? And, uh, <laughs> you know what? They shouldn't also shouldn't put it in really good desserts either because, like, you don't know how to stop yourself. Like, eating something so good and you're like, okay, just one more piece. I, like, probably when it's first, the first weekend that everything was shut down, I ordered some like shrimp alfredo and garlic bread and a pan of brownies all infused and i literally had to make myself go sit down somewhere when i realized i ate half the pan of brownies and couldn't remember exactly when i did it but i know it was in a short <laughs> You free drinks, okay. free drink, you know, because free drinks is the most dangerous thing in the world. To some people. I, I, whatever. Free drinks is the most <laughs> dangerous thing in the world. Hold on. A couple of us have that issue. You know, but they be like, <laughs> everybody be like, you want a shot? You want a shot? I pay for it. I pay yeah. for it. I pay exactly. for it. I pay and for I'm, it. And I'm an alcohol person. And I don't so. tell nobody no. So um, I get up the next yeah, day and be like, she, I should have. Yeah, see, 
them, them drinks start changing, them shots start changing colors, and then like you get the one glass and like, yo, this looks like a regular glass. What are you talking about? Especially like when you celebrate. When you celebrating, right. people be like, "You want a drink? What you drinking? You want a drink? What you drinking? What you want? What you want?" So celebration, and then you feel like, "Well, you know what? We celebrating." I mean, as long as I know, you know, I ain't taking no drinks for nobody. I, I know, know. and it's never the people out. It's never people. It's never strangers. You know, it's the people that come oh, yeah. and they come in the party. They come and hang out too, but they be passing. And I am that person. I'm sorry, she but is. I'm so, there with you. That, yeah, we used to be scared that somebody would like try to get us drunk and then kidnap us and try to steal our organs and stuff. <laughs> steal your what? Organs. organs? Are you? That probably I mean, happened. Yeah. They you talk about. They say that's a real you thing. Know, especially yes. to get to these other countries and stuff. It's just like, yo, you ain't gonna have me up in the hospital. Hospital trying to cut my kidneys out, leave me in the bed. <laughs> 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 should do a battle you know like everybody's been doing these battles
Well, I mean, that's like my mentor. That's like the the dude I was trying to be when I got in the movie. Okay. Okay. But I think you should, I really think that would be a dope battle. Like, I would be so, like, over the top. Yeah. I don't think they're going to let us battle. Why not? They think y'all going to. The same reason why they used to let us uh, perform, um, be in the talent shows.
today. That was her that today. Was her I today. was like, who was like, huh? Her, uh, the one question she had, she had in her journal everything. She was yeah, like, she I want to know what's up with this name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it down. Who is it? Oh, hold up. Okay. I'm doing the podcast. Hold up. Hold on one second. All righty. Those pretty curtains and stuff. Entity, okay. Entity. Somebody, let me put that in. Somebody, thank you, Nancy. Nancy, correcting me. I'm about to put that in my book. My bad. You got to make sure you parenthesize. Entity. Got it. Special delivery. Oh, nice. Okay, okay. Say, look, it's about that time. Well, here's the thing. We've had you. you. Held you captive now for an hour and thirty no, minutes. You know what? It's I, I don't you know I'm uh, I'm opening up, you know, like I've always been a real private person, like, you know, I I don't usually do too much of anything, but I will say whenever something comes along that's connected to somebody that I know, it's a lot easier for me to do it because I feel like I could just have a conversation as right. opposed to feeling like I'm getting interviewed and interrogated and eventually somebody will ask me for my social security and one of the look in one of them kidneys. Exactly. I like the dialogue and I like to be able to um especially like I, I really want to say like I appreciate the questions that you guys ask and, and really being able to, you know, go into the subjects that we went into as far as like memory illness and, and depression and everything, because that's really going that that's really going to be a big part of what I speak about when we can get back in these streets. Okay. Yeah, that's what's up. Okay. okay. But just, just even now, you know, like anybody watching this, you know, like it's very, as much as you can, you know, find other people that have, you know, are going through it, have been through it, you know, whatever, like those, I don't, I couldn't stress how important people like that are in my life because it's just moments where you just need somebody to understand exactly what you're saying as coded and and everything else as it may sound it might sound the german to somebody else but you could just say the words the way you say them and they automatically understand and it's not even you know always about somebody telling you what to do like a lot of times it's just about release you know yeah, what i'm saying just right, being absolutely. able to like oh man i can't like the first person i ever told i felt like i was suffering from depression looked at me and said depression what are you talking about yeah you yeah and it was like womp, womp, womp. yeah just me. Never <laughs> yeah <laughs> right. and yeah and people do need to like <clears throat> be receptive of it i am blessed that like um a lot of i talk to my friend here quite often when i get into that state but i also talk to my sister who can relate to it and who feels some of the same things that I feel. And we have some of the same journey because we're sisters. And so mm -hmm. the ability to be able to relate with each other um, in that space when we can stop and both say, look, I'm feeling this way. And she's not trying to solve it for me. She's not trying to fix it for me. She just knows that what I mean when I say I'm feeling this way, that 
my journey is about to be a little different and then I need to start working on it. And she will try to hold me accountable a little bit, you know, from time to time when she feels like that's appropriate. But it is important to have that somebody you can just say, look, this is how I feel. And sometimes yes, people is. just need to listen. Listen, I don't need just you telling listen. me nothing. Right. Yeah. You know listen. what I'm saying? Like, just listen. One of my favorite quotes is, and I'm paraphrasing it because I probably won't say it all the way right, but it's like, I don't need you to save me. I just want you to stand next to me as I save myself. Yes. That's a good yes, one. That's a good yes. One. Let's end on that one. That is one. a good one. Yes. So we appreciate you coming you and joining us. Y'all. You said what? Well, take a picture. You want to try oh. to take a picture? My phone died. What? So don't take him. Oh. We'll take a picture on your phone. Yeah, I thought we could. Yeah, we can. Oh, we want to take a picture with you real quick. All right, cool. Let's do it. Okay, hold on. Are we going to get closer? <laughs> we going to get closer to the screen? I guess we can. <laughs> look, look, as we love each other. Yeah, yeah. like they used to tell us. You get closer, y'all. Act like y'all know each other. Hold on, huh? I'm getting it together. Oh. You ready? Yes, we ready, Dante. Okay, I'm about to do it. One, two, three. Okay, I got it. All righty. Thank you for joining us. Thank we you. truly appreciate you. We appreciate you. And this talk was really needed. Um... I, know. I think it's something that we really needed to have exactly. a discussion about. So we appreciate you for being so open about talking about it. And we look forward to yeah, all your new right all your yes. new projects. Yes. Everything you have coming up. Um we'll make sure we follow and keep in touch and try to figure out like how things are going. Are you in Baltimore now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm not in the city. But up in that area. I'm in Maryland. I ain't going in the date look. You see that we seventeen some hundred new cases in the pet nah, I'm good. <laughs> 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 look, motherfuckers in Baltimore and I'm sorry, and I just this just the way I got said, motherfuckers in Baltimore act like they woke up one morning and somebody said, All right, the virus is over, y'all just go about your business. That's okay, that's how they act in here. That's how they are here too. So they act like everybody you know, just I, said I mean, it's done. My thing is what you gonna do. When the next time they say, oh, we're going to lock it down like China did. You think you was going crazy this time. Right. When they don't let you go outside, period. (laughs) (laughs) But see, they give it to us. They give it to us like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. You know, not to go too far into it, but you're going to get the opportunity to mess yourself up every time. Yeah. They're going to give you, they might not tell you, they're going to give you that space to say, and it's really like, if you do it this way, you're better off. But no, they don't, ain't nobody never going to listen. So right. it's like, oh, now we're going to punish you. Everybody going to detention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stay in the house, y'all. That's where we, we get. That's the, the second end of it. Stay your yeah. ass in the house. Exactly. Black people are dying. Yeah. Black people are dying. And we we dying and we getting harassed at the same time. Right. Stay exactly. In the house. Stay in the house. Stay in the stay house. In the house. Yep. I agree. Um. We won't be traveling. We were supposed to be traveling this year, but we probably won't be traveling to 2021 because we all need to stay in the house. And yeah, um, nah, I, ain't messing around with I don't trust like, getting on I'm planes and that, stuff. If I go in the airport, I'm full hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't breathing nothing but my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. This is way off topic, but this is funny. So I was thinking about this. People who have stinky breath have no excuse now because they can smell it in that mask. 
Yeah, your dad had a toothless wife. People need you to, know. everybody need to wear a mask so you can smell it, so you know what you we smell. You thought somebody was lying for years, but when they do it, they're like, what? Are you looking around? No. It's just you. That's. That maybe exactly. some people that come out of this better. <laughs> Hopefully. Either that, either that, either that, or they gonna have to make mass stickups. Again, thank you oh, for thank joining you. us. Thank, thank you, you for um, coming on with us. We appreciate you. Um, you it's guys really know cool. we're on Seattle Hip Hop Radio, huh? Okay, where can they reach you at? Let's do that. Start there. You're okay. you're you're single. You have a single out. Where can they hear your single? Uh, singles are out right now. An apology, and it's out everywhere where you get music. Um, on Instagram, you can catch me at Nokiotic, N-O-K-I-O-T-I-C, is coming. Nokiotic is also the name of my marijuana. Okay. So, um, you know, um, on on uh, Facebook, I'm Tamir Ruffin. I'm a real name on Facebook. I'm <laughs> I just wanted my friends and family to be able to find me. And then on Twitter, I'm Nokio, the um, entity. And I got a Snapchat and all that stuff, but... I'm gonna have to fall in the old people run with that. I don't be know it'd be too much stuff happening. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like playing Fortnite. As soon as the game, I tried to play it one time, and it's like as soon as I was like falling out, like you want me to fall out the sky, kill some, and build some of that? No, no. <laughs> hey, the kids got it down though. Exactly. They be playing Fortnite like. Man, my kid, man, yes. I'll be like, I'll be sitting there looking like y'all, y'all brains got to just be like, you know yeah, exactly. yes. absolutely. I would have liked to see the Travis Scott concert, but I, it, I don't play it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Pac-Man, I'm good. <laughs> I got Manga, Double Dragon. I, st- I Double stopped Dribble. at Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Mortal Kombat. I, I Mortal Kombat. <laughs> All of them. Exactly. All of them. Yeah. Mario, I think the only reason why I bought a Switch was for Mario. Play all the Marios. Yeah. Except for that Paper Mario. I don't really... Go-kart. What's he said Mario Paper Kart? Mario. I don't know what that is either. Right. <laughs> 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 Clearly, I don't like... Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? We, look. We gonna I, I feel if we keep going, we just gonna start having some wild conversations. Okay. Yes, we are. So um, we'll let you go. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. All right, bye. Bye bye. All right, we'll end and then I'll end us. All righty, that was a great conversation. That was fun. That was, fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. All righty, you guys know where you can meet us. We're at Seattle Hip Hop Radio um, every Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. We are on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and um, SoundCloud. 
We are there every um, Sunday is a new episode. I'm probably going to push this one ahead of somebody's. Probably. <laughs> so we might, you know, y'all might get to listen to this one next week. We'll see. Um, anyway, but um, we are at um, App, uh, no, Icy Ben Center every third Monday, 7.30 p.m. Right now, just tune in. We're on our um on Instagram and Facebook, um, we're just doing the lives for right now until we kind of try to figure out what this whole coronavirus quarantine thing looks to look like. And then we are on Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, and now TikTok. We are Mocha Tea Podcast on all four of those platforms. And if you guys have an inquiry for us, we're on mocha t 2018 at gmail.com. And we are out. Peace. Peace. Peace.